This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so glad that you're here with me. I am enjoying the summer. I guess it's probably not officially summer yet, but I'm in full summer mode. My daughter completed her third grade year and has moved up to the fourth grade. So we have been hanging out in between summer camps and doing all the like mother-daughter things. And I'm enjoying not having to rush out of the door <laughs> to be somewhere by 8, 10 in the morning. So we are in our relaxed summer mode right now. I hope that you are doing well wherever you are, what season you're in, in terms of kids' schedules, work schedules, and all of the things. So let's dive in to today's topic, emotional regulation. (laughs) My geeky, nerdy scientist brain definitely created that title. So you either saw that and knew immediately, I need to listen to this podcast, or you saw that and was like, what the heck is that? What is Dr. Siobhan talking about? So I thought about doing this episode because we have just wrapped up what I consider two of the most heavy hitting topics inside my couple's coaching program, The Marriage Upgrade. We just finished our inner child self-care session and our navigating emotions workshop. So I'm coming off of two back-to-back weeks talking about emotions. And I was messaging back and forth with someone and I was asking, I was like, what are the things you really are looking for help with? And her response to me was, I'm always interested in how to improve communication. So I was like, oh, perfect, right? And so I sat literally for just like five minutes and I was like, what is the most impactful piece of guidance, insight, expertise that I could offer for anyone wanting to improve communication in their marriage? And the answer that came to me was emotional regulation. I know, right? You're like, what? That is not at all what I would think of. 
So here is, I'm going to read you the post that I created after having that exchange as a segue, and then we're going to talk more about this topic, right? So if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it there. If you follow me on other platforms, you've probably seen it there. And if not, here we go again. You get to hear me read it. So if you want to improve communication, here's where to start first. It's not with the words you use or your tone or your timing. Those things are a function of the real key to better communication, which is emotional regulation. When you know how to regulate your own emotions, you get yourself to a calmer state where saying the right thing in the right tone at the right time is easy. In fact, it's your way of being. Emotional regulation is the ability to calm down and intentionally respond rather than revving up and reacting in the moment. It involves your own self-awareness to know what's going on inside of you and why. It involves you knowing your triggers, the childhood root, and the underlying need you are wanting to be met. It involves having tools and strategies to help you pause, reflect, and understand exactly what's happening for you inside your mind and body. This is the best communication advice I could ever offer you. So if you can't tell already, I am so deeply passionate about emotional regulation. And so I went to the Googles to see how they define it. And in a nutshell, emotional regulation is defined as the ability to exert control over one's emotional state. And I've just paraphrased that as like keeping yourself calm. So when you think of emotional regulation as keeping yourself calm, then the connection to improving your communication is automatic right? Calmer conversations are better conversations, right? Any argument you're having is only because one or both of you is emotionally dysregulated, meaning you're not controlling your emotional state and you are not keeping yourself calm. So why this is so important when it comes to marriage is exactly what I just said. It helps your conversations go better. When you're calmer and bringing things to each other or receiving things from your spouse, you are less likely to have an argument or a tense, unproductive conversation. The other thing about emotional regulation is when you can keep yourself calm you are able to have perspective. And when you have perspective, you can find solutions to your issues so much more easily. Emotional regulation also helps you with you, meaning that it builds self-trust and self-pride. When you are able to keep yourself calm in a tense or triggering situation, 
you feel so proud of yourself. You've sent a message to yourself that I can't be messed with in this situation. I am stronger than this circumstance, than this moment, than whatever is in front of you. And there is no better feeling than to be able to keep yourself calm when normally you would have reacted very differently. So I thought it would be interesting for you to think about what it is like to be around someone who is very well emotionally regulated. Can you think of anyone in your life right now who is able to keep themselves calm and present? I'm going to add that part because you may know people who are just really calm, but I think there's a difference between being calm and present to an experience versus calm and shut down and shut off from an experience, right? So there's the extreme opposite of emotional reactivity, where it's like emotional non-reactivity in the sense that you're kind of just like apathetic or indifferent or stonewalling, right? Which is not healthy either. So I want you to think about like, is there someone in your life who is emotionally regulated, but like present that still feels things is still a real human and not a robot. I have many people like that in my life. And I thought about what it's like to be around them. And the first thing that came to mind, especially as it relates to marriage, is when you're around someone who is emotionally regulated, you can talk to them and you can connect with them which is exactly what you want in your marriage, right? So a person who is emotionally regulated is able to create with you emotional safety, which means your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, your needs, your desires, your wants are safe with them. Like your heart is safe with them. You know that you can vulnerably share something, whether it's some constructive feedback or something that you deeply desire or even something, you know, about yourself. You can share it with them and you know that they will handle it in a mature way. I remember recently I had reached out to a friend of mine who was probably one of the most emotionally regulated people I know. She actually teaches this topic. And I had sent her a voice message and I was emotional and just needing some support. And she responded in the kindest, most empathetic, most loving way, right? I was, you know, wanting her advice and input and direction. But first she was like, first, just let me say, I'm so sorry, right? I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. I'm so sorry you're experiencing this. I want the best for you. I love you, right? And that made me cry even more, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. But it's because I felt seen, right? And that's what all of us want as human beings is just to feel seen, in our strengths, in our weaknesses, in our high points, in our low points. We want it all to feel safe. And that's what you get when you are around 
a person who is able to keep themselves emotionally regulated. You can also expect that you will receive feedback in a way that feels constructive instead of just complainy and whiny and judgy and blamey, right? So an emotionally regulated person is someone who stands for boundaries and communicates their needs and shares what could be working better. But you know that they're going to do it from a calm and grounded and productive place, not some reactive lashing out trying to make you the bad person place, right? So if they say to you, hey, I would love to talk with you about something, you're not freaking out because you know, like if they're saying that to you, it's important, they've thought it through and it's safe for you to engage in this kind of important conversation. You can also trust that when you're with or speaking with an emotionally regulated person, that they will be reflective and self-aware enough to work through whatever you bring to them, right? You can know that they'll take it in. They're not going to react immediately. They're going to like hear you out, maybe ask some clarification questions and reflect on what you've said before they immediately respond. They are people who are self-aware enough to know that if you bring something to them, it's important. You're doing it because you care. You're doing it because you want the relationship to improve. And they're going to take a good look at themselves. They're going to look at themselves in the mirror. They're going to assess what they've been doing to contribute to whatever dynamic is not working well. And they're going to come back to you with that insight and awareness and openness to make things better. Another great thing about being around emotionally regulated people is they can calm you down when you're dysregulated right? Because we're all humans. We all have those moments where we get ourselves very triggered, very upset about something, and we want to react. But if you have a rock (laughs) and a calm, grounded person in your life, you know that you can turn to them. You know that they are going to calm you down, help you see things in a better light, and get back to being your best. And the last thing that I thought of when it comes to being around people who are emotionally regulated, especially when it comes to marriage, is you not only have a life partner, but you have a thought partner. When your emotions are managed well, your brain functions at a higher level. And so anything you're trying to solve, any problem or project or issue you're working through is solved at a higher level when your emotions are not leading the decision-making, right? So when emotions are high, rationality is low, right? And there's many decisions in life. There's many things you're working through as a couple where you want your best thinking at the table together, right? So I wanted to close this out with just four ways that I teach 
and have found to be really effective and helpful in getting yourself emotionally regulated. The first are what I call active techniques to calm down your nervous system. So when I taught the workshop on managing emotions, the point I really wanted to drive home is that emotions are physical sensations in your body. We give them feeling words, anger, frustration, disappointment, sadness, aggravation, right? We give them words and those words have meaning that our brains can understand as we exchange with each other. But emotions really boil down to physical sensations in your body. I want you to think about what does it feel like when you are angry? There are certain things that happen inside your body, the way that your body expresses and emotes the sensation of anger. That feels different, most likely, than when you feel sad or when you feel disappointed. And so when you can recognize that what you are feeling, the emotion that is coming up for you is just a physical sensation in your body, then you can focus on calming down your nervous system to reduce the intensity of that physical sensation. So that's things like taking a deep breath, putting your hand on your heart and on your belly, like one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, going for a walk, right? Going for a walk changes your heart rate, it changes your pulse, it gets your blood oxygenated, right? Sometimes going to sleep and taking a nap regulates that nervous system, right? So you want to think about what are the physical sensations that I'm feeling and how can I turn those down, okay? There's something I learned um, listening to another podcast about um, the vagus nerve, which is the sort of a central nerve inside your body, that that is what sort of activates your emotions. And so if you can hum, like, you feel the vibration in your body. It's like inside of you that calms your nervous system down or like doing, um, I think they're called like fishy bubbles where it's like, I can't do it that well. I, you know, I usually default to the humming, but even that, right. It literally calms your body down. Smiling calms your body down. Like it's hard to be angry and genuinely smiling at the same time, okay? So I will trust you to figure out what are the things that work for you, but I just wanted to let you know that that is one way of regulating your emotion is actually active techniques to calm down what's happening inside your body. The other way to do this is by managing your thinking. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or you're familiar with life coaching concepts, or even if this is your first time hearing it, I want to let you know that your thoughts create your emotions. What you think in your head creates a feedback loop to your body to feel a certain way, right? How we know this is true is if I were to tell you, check your email, I've just sent you an email for a $100 gift card. 
you'd be excited or you'd be surprised or you'd be happy, some positive emotion, right? Versus if I said to you, check your bank account, I've just hacked it and I took out $100. <laughs> I know those are crazy examples, but you get where I'm going here, right? Like what you think directly impacts how you feel. And so if you are having an emotion that is not serving you, that is not feeling good to you, one way to regulate your emotions is to direct your thinking so that you feel better, right? So a lot of times, one of the main thoughts many of my clients have is like, my partner doesn't care, right? Like I share this with them. They don't change. They don't respond the way I want, so they don't care. Or they're not helping out enough. They're not stepping in enough. They don't care. So the thought they don't care when it's your partner, right? This isn't like the checkout person at the Target. This is your life partner, the person you expect to care the most. When that is your predominant thought, it feels awful. You feel sad, you feel disappointed, you feel abandoned or rejected or let down in some way, right? So your thoughts have a huge impact on how you feel. And so if you want to regulate your emotions, you have to direct your thinking. A third way that I really probably practice the most for myself right now at this stage of my life is non-reactivity or what I call tolerance, meaning you allow the emotion to be there without trying to do anything about it. Doing anything about it usually when we are reactive means saying something to someone else or trying to get them to stop doing what they're doing or to start doing what they're not doing, right? So when we're reactive, a lot of times we are trying to control or strongly influence our partners to help us feel better, (laughs) right? So if, for example, you feel triggered whenever your partner is on their phone scrolling or texting beyond whatever period of time you feel is appropriate, most times, at least the people that I'm speaking to, they will say something like, why are you always on your phone? Can you please get off your phone? Right? Don't you ever put your phone down? You're addicted to social media. That statement is trying to get them to stop what they're doing so that you feel better, right? Because if they put the phone down and they give you your their undivided attention, you feel better. So non-reactivity would be you see your partner scrolling on their phone. It bothers you. Like you feel something in your body and you want to say something, but you don't. You just let it be. You let yourself Feel what you're feeling and know that it will pass through your body as long as you're not ruminating on it, (laughs) right? So you can remove yourself from that trigger, right? Go to another room, take a couple deep breaths, right? Distract yourself with something else and it will go away. I think I was talking with a client once and 
we discovered that like most negative emotions like will leave your body in like 90 seconds to like maybe two minutes, maybe three minutes, right? So just think about it. Like if you can just allow something to be uncomfortable in your body for like three minutes, but it saves you three hours of an argument or three hours of feeling upset even more, isn't it worth it? Isn't it worth it to just allow the discomfort of the negative emotion instead of trying to control it by reacting? And then the fourth way is just processing the emotion in your body. So this is taking what I offered and taking it a step further where you're really like going inside your body and you're like narrating what's happening, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm feeling angry. Where do you feel angry? Okay, I feel it in my chest. Okay, what does it feel like in your chest? It's literally like if you were guiding someone to the exact physical sensations, what it feels like, what it looks like, the color, like all the descriptors of the emotion, that is how you process it. So I've had a lot of coaches do this with me. I am a heady brain person. And so I haven't yet mastered processing emotions in a somatic way like this. So I I personally don't teach it as much beyond what I've just shared with you. But lots of people have found it very effective. And when I look at all of these things, whether it's the active techniques to calm down your nervous system or managing your thinking or non-reactivity or processing the emotion, when I zoom out of all of it, I think one of the most helpful perspectives to recognize is that no emotion is actually good or bad. I've labeled them negative for the purposes of this conversation. I have a really good friend and coach, um, fellow coach, who calls them non-preferred emotions, right? It's the emotions that feel uncomfortable in our body. But just because they feel uncomfortable in your body doesn't mean that they're bad. And so when we think about emotional regulation, it's not to dismiss or like run away from or resist our emotions. I want to keep reinforcing that all of your emotions are necessary and they're data for you. It's telling you something. It's telling you what you care about. It's telling you what you want. And when you can see that and not feel like your emotions are something that you have to escape or run away from, then being emotionally regulated is easier because they don't feel dangerous to you. It's like, oh, I'm feeling really angry. Okay, anger is normal. Nothing is going wrong here, right? Like even though it could feel (laughs) like all hell is going wrong, but really you're just experiencing an, an emotion in your body. And when you can remember that using the techniques, using the strategies, using the approaches to calm yourself down becomes much, much easier. All right, so emotional regulation is one of those topics we do a deep dive into inside my couples coaching program, The Marriage Upgrade, which is going to be opening up for enrollment and wait lists and resource pages. And I've just got an amazing, amazing experience for anyone who is interested in 
joining that program, learning more about that program, being in the energy of that program. So the way you can find out more about the marriage upgrade and get all the dates for when the retreat is and just learn all the information you need to be able to make a decision that you want to join, because you will, when you see it all, you will definitely want to join. You can go to my website, web, website, excuse me, you can go to my website, drshavon.com. I will link to it in the show notes, but this is the work we do inside there because for any couple wanting to improve communication, wanting to be more connected to each other, emotional regulation is the key that's going to get you there, keep you there for the long haul. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I will be back with you next time for another episode. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.